2023, building my life on unshakable promises. You know, besides that there is, I think, a grammatical mistake. <laughs> the Germans, right? Like a second language, all of that, you know. But anyway, um, what I love about this when I read that is that, you know, it says unshakable. It talks about unshakable promises. And just imagine if we, if we were to build our life this year, 2023, on God's unshakable promises. And I know many of you do that and you're actually seeing the fruit of that in your life. But whatever lays ahead of us, we don't know. We got quite a few surprises the last couple of years. And we, I think everyone knows by now that, you know, anything can happen at any time. So are we excited for the year? Maybe, maybe, maybe not. But what we can know is that we can build our life on God's unshakable promises. And so I just want to actually encourage you with these scriptures that we have on the back. And the first one, you know, it says that building my life on unshakable promises in 2023 by establish, being established in the Lord. And I think to establish is so amazing, to establish a foundation, to establish a a core to establish something you're standing on that is unshakable. That, that is, I think, so, so good and so important. I just want to start with the scripture in Psalm 37, 23 through 24. It says, The steps of a man are established by the Lord when he delights in his ways. Though he falls, he shall not be cast headlong, for the Lord upholds his hands. And again, we don't know what's going to happen. But we know that not everything is going to go smooth. And there might be times where we might fall, where we maybe stumble, where we maybe trip over something, or where we're left alone, or people walk away, or something unexpected happens, and we can know for sure. Though he falls, he shall not be cast headlong, for the Lord upholds his hand. And that's the first promise I want to speak over your life this year. That whatever happens, even if you fall down, you will not be cast headlong. For the Lord upholds your hand. He is going to be with you. He's going to walk through you, whatever may happen. That is His unshakable promise for you. So whatever may come, you know, we can read these things and feel good about it when we hear them now. But... I think we need to have them at hand when things do happen. You know, when you go back to work and then something happens. So I don't know what helps you. Maybe you can take the card. Maybe you can take a photo. Maybe you can actually memorize a scripture. One of them that stands out today. But they're not going to help us when we feel good in a service. They're going to help us when we apply them, when things do go wrong. When we do fall, when we do stumble, when we have someone walk out on us. And fear grips our heart. And I actually, I'm excited about this year, but I did have some freak out moments <laughs> just the end of the year. And I just know, like, God, what's going on? Like, it's all good. I'm, you know, I'm relaxed. I have time off. It's like, what's going on? And couldn't sleep and woke up at 4.30, which never happens to me. Never. <laughs> and, um, And I just actually had to go to the Word. And it was funny enough because, first of all, in our Christmas service, we talked, it was called Fear Not, the online Christmas service that is actually still available on YouTube. And, you know, Christmas, 
hin oder her, but it's still available. And if you're fearful, why don't you watch it actually? Because it's filled with songs and stories of hope. And I needed that actually. And, you know, we read scriptures there on fear not. But then I, I opened a whole other scripture that just came to my mind. And it also said to fear not, don't be afraid. So, you know, applying them in the moment, I think that's, that's when it can really put us at ease. Give us peace, peace that truly passes all understanding. People won't understand when we actually bring the Word of God in our day-to-day situations where we need them, where fear grips are hard, where disappointment happens. And so this is one of the promises for your life for this year. The next one is to be established in the Word. And just again, a scripture, because I'm actually going to read them out, because I think what better than to listen to the word of God. Colossians 2, 6 to 7. And now, just as you trusted Christ to save you, trust him to fear for each day's problems. Like even that already, right? It's so good. As you trusted Christ to save you. Now, everyone who is saved in this place, meaning you made Jesus the Lord and Savior of your life, You trusted Him to save you. Now also now you can trust Him with your day-to-day's problems. Live in a vital union with Him. Let your roots grow down into Him and draw up nourishment from Him. See that you go on growing in the Lord and become stronger and vigorous in the truth, which is the Word of God. You were taught, let your lives overflow with joy and thanksgiving for all He has done. I love this, to live in a vital union with Him. It's not just a nice idea. It's not just, you know, a good idea. It's, it's vital for us to be in union, in communion, in relationship with Jesus. It is vital. It is, it is needed to survive. As a believer, we need this union. We need this closeness, this intimacy with Jesus. And growing in the Lord. Let your roots grow down into Him. Nourishment from Him. There's so, so much we can take from. Let our lives overflow with joy and thanksgiving. And that is something we've actually spent time just in the last couple of weeks of last year. You know, the joy and thanksgiving. And what it can actually do to our life when we choose. When we overflow with joy. And choose to, th- to bring thanks. Choose to say thank you to each other. But first of all, let's bring our thankfulness to God. That He has saved us. That He is with us. That He will never leave you nor forsake you. And then the third promise. To be established in God's love. And that again is a big one. And you know, <laughs> any of these scriptures you can actually chew on for the rest of this year, to be honest. But... Ephesians 3, 17 to 19, it says, And I pray that Christ will be more and more at home in your hearts, living with you as you trust in Him. May your roots, again, may your roots grow down deep into the soil of God's marvelous love. And may you be able to feel and understand, as all God's children should, how long, how wide, how deep, and how high His love really is, and to experience His love for yourselves, through it, though it is so great that you will never see the end of it 
or fully know or understand it. And so at last you will be filled up with God Himself. Let your roots go down deep. I don't think you can get any deeper than the love of God and then talking about the love of God. It says here that we will actually never fully understand. We will never come to the end of it. We will never fully know or understand it. So truly, we have a lifetime to discover His love. And maybe we don't even need to understand it fully, but we need to receive it. So right now in this moment, if you feel like love, God is far, I don't think He's far. He's right here. But you can choose right now in your seat, in this moment, without anyone knowing, you can just choose to receive His love that is so long and so wide and so high and deep. No one can even comprehend. There's this children's book about a rabbit and a baby rabbit. And it talks about, you know, it's basically saying, like, do you know how much I love you? And then they go, like, I love you so much. I love you, like, to the sky. I love you to the moon. I love you to the Mars. And that's the picture that I have when I see this. Like, we cannot grasp truly how deep the love is. You know, in a different scripture, in, John, in 1 John 4, it actually says, God is love. So to know Him is to know love. So if, you, if you're struggling with that, if you don't know the love of God, there is a moment for you to receive His love. And then the fourth, the fourth promise, the fourth thing to be established in is in His vision. And again, the scripture here is Acts 26, 18 to 20. I'm actually just going to read this one line I want to emphasize on is that, and so King Agrippa, so this is Paul speaking, he's in front of King Agrippa, and you, you can read the whole thing in your own time. <laughs> it's actually a very interesting story. It's a very interesting speech from Paul, but he says this, standing in front of Agrippa, he says, I obey the vision from heaven. And in Proverbs 29:18, it says, a nation without God's guidance is a nation without order. Happy are those who keep God's love. Vision is amazing. It's powerful. Vision for your life. Do you have a vision for your life? Are you established in the vision? Vision for your life is powerful. I think it's, you know, <laughs> maybe some of us are dreamers. We can close our eyes and we can dream about things. For some of us, it's maybe harder, but... You know, it's good to have a dream, a vision for your life, for your family, for your home, for your work, for your business you maybe have. But I also like to think about the vision of our church here in Berlin. Or again, if you're visiting, maybe the vision, the church that you're part of. But, you know, God has given us a vision here in Berlin. He has given our pastors, Mark and Joyce, a vision for Berlin. And I think the best thing we can do is to see this vision unfold, is to be established in the vision. And again, maybe you're new and you don't know what is the vision. <laughs> well, you know, one of the things is um, one of the things is that we actually want to reach out to Warsaw and Prague, and we want to see people encounter Jesus in Warsaw and Prague. But one of the biggest things of our vision is to actually see people encounter the living God, see people come into a relationship with Jesus. And then there's obviously ways how we do that. And, you know, 
all of that. But, but I'm just thinking, we often say this, you know, friends bringing friends. So I have friends in my life, not in church, you know, neighbors. Um, you have friends maybe from work, maybe from uni. You have family members. I have family members. And we can actually be the light for them. And that's, you can find many scriptures also on that. But I'm just thinking this year, if anything, if anything, us as a church, you know, whatever it is for your life, let's believe for it. But for us as a church, if anything, if we could just say this year, I'm going to believe for this one person, this one brother, this one sister, this one mother or father, this one work colleague, this boss that I have that's driving me nuts, but he doesn't know Jesus. An enemy. <laughs> I don't know. But you know, we always said this, that three problems we're going to pick as a church. First one is to deal with spiritual, spiritual poverty. People not being in relationship with Jesus. That's going to solve a whole lot of problems. The second thing we're going to pick is dealing with physical poverty. And the third thing is to deal with loneliness. But let's stick with the first one. Let's start with dealing with spiritual poverty. And that's why we celebrate salvation, because it matters. If people knowing Jesus or not knowing Jesus matters. And for anyone who knows Jesus, you know, you know how blessed you are by being in a relationship with Jesus. And so if anything, if this year we could just say, hey, I'm going to believe for this one person. Imagine all of us doing that. A couple hundred people here. A couple hundred people in the next service. If we all just believe for that. What I can do for that person. Maybe it is someone you have believing for many years. Great. Let's not give up. Let's continue to believe. Because sometimes even in their last, last breath, we maybe don't even know. You know, and, and I just remembered, I, I met a friend when I was uh, over Christmas, um, you know, in, in my hometown where I grew up, and I, I couldn't even remember. As far as I know, she's, she's not, you know, she's not a believer. She has faith, but a different faith. But we've talked a lot about our faiths and, and Jesus and all of that. But this one thing she said, uh, she had a difficult situation, family-related, and she said, last time you were here, it was probably two years ago when we met, and we prayed. She said when we prayed, things actually changed. And, and I was just so encouraged because I actually didn't know. I didn't know that things had turned around. And I was so encouraged to know that she actually remembered that, that she actually made that connection. And I'm going to believe for her. I want to believe that this year is the year where she's going to encounter. How? I have no idea. But that I leave to God. I can only, you know, I don't know, be used by Him and allow Him to use me. And I'm just thinking as a church this year, can we say, hey, I'm going to believe for this one person. I'm going to believe for this. If it's more, great, you know. But let's all believe for this one person to actually encounter Jesus. Amen. And the fifth, the fifth, um, I'm just going to go a bit quick now because, yes. Um, the fifth one is to establish, in, be established in godly wisdom. And in Proverbs 24, 3, it says, With wisdom a house is built, with understanding it is established. And, um, you know, a house is built, yes, but your life is built, right? Like your life is built 
by wisdom and established by understanding. And I, I admire often, you know, we call more mature people, maybe older people, whatever you want to say. But um, there is a certain wisdom I do think that comes with age. You know, not, not every older person is wise, but because you have life experience and you've been through stuff, you know. But the thing is, that's actually not the wisdom it's talking about here. It's the wisdom of God. And that you can get at any age. At any age. Seriously, 12, 6, 3. Godly wisdom is accessible. And why I say that is because in James 1, 5, it actually says, if, you, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, then it will be given to you. So if you need wisdom for situations this year, and you will. <laughs> anyone who have kids, you will. And anyone who is working and with people, you, we all need wisdom. And it is available for us. We can receive it. We have free access to actually receive wisdom from God. Number six is to be established in God's promises. And I love that because He actually has given us promises. All these scriptures are His promises. And in 1 Corinthians eleven twenty-five, 25, it says this, In the same way He took the cup of wine after supper and saying, This cup is a new agreement between God and you that has been established and set in motion by my blood. Do this in remembrance of me whenever you drink it. You know, Jesus has completed and finished all the promises. The yes and amen in Christ. And so when we take communion, we can actually hold on and say, this promises, these promises are for me. They are true. They are yes and amen. And no one, whatever, whoever says anything else is not true. They are yes and amen in Christ. And we can take communion as often as we want to remember the promises of God are true for us, are true for you, are true for your family. And number seven, to be established in God's house. And I love this. <laughs> Psalm 27, uh, 4 to 6. The one thing I ask the Lord is, the thing I seek most, is to live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, delighting in the Lord's perfection and meditating in His temple. In another translation in, the, in Psalm 84, it actually talks about that one day spending God's house is better than a thousand on the Greek islands. And I don't know about you, but the Greek islands sound pretty amazing to me right now. <laughs> but you know, I had to think of, of Olga's story that you heard in the Christmas service. And, you know, she shared her story. She's a beautiful woman, beautiful lady from our church in Kiev who's, like many, have fled and come out and, and ended up here in Berlin. And she shares her story, and she basically says this at some point that she knew. She just knew she needed her spiritual family. And it's amazing, because I think when we're pushed in the corner, when we're under such pressure, what comes out of us? What is truly our delight? And for her, her delight was to be with her spiritual family in this situation she needed to be with her spiritual family. And I, I'm so encouraged by that. I'm so inspired by that because, you know, we can say that in the good times, but what is it like when it really, really matters? What, what is going to come out? Is it going to be my delight? And I pray that it will be because, you know, God, whatever He, he encourages us to, to do, whatever He encourages us in His Word is for our 
good. It's for our well-being. So if He He encourages us to build the house, to be in the house, to be in, you know, in, with the people of God, then it is for our well-being. And so, you know, with all of that, and again, there's obviously, <laughs> this is a lot, and you can take this home and Maybe, maybe even, I don't know, but maybe even every day this week, you pick one, you know, you pick one, one of these um, promises, one of the things you want to be established in and read that scripture. 